Hello sports fans and welcome to the 18th episode of Pub Talk Rugby League, a podcast where old mates from high school meet up to talk about rugby league. My name is Adam and I know very little about football, so I'm joined, like always, by my panel of armchair experts. Smokes? Yippee-yi-yi, yippee yippee I. I'm excited about this one. And the principal. <clears throat> hello, hello. I think Principal's very excited too. Not that you guys for a can different see reason. podcast is the audio. Yeah, for a different reason. Oh, well, no, he's wearing maroon that's, that's as well. True, he's that's true, that's true. Um, he's come over to the dark side, as, as I suppose he would say. I don't even know what... It's, it's actually the first time I've really noticed what I was wearing all day. I don't know what I was thinking this morning, oh, but... Mate, it's just sweeping yeah. the nation after such a heroic performance. Yeah. yeah. All right, well, we'll get into State of Origin in a lot more detail. Uh, but first, let's talk about Round 17. There were, what, four games being... Yeah, four matches, shortened round because of the bye round, yeah. Yeah, so uh, let's talk about the Sea Eagles versus Raiders. Uh, Principal, your Raiders got up once, for once. The, mo- the mighty Raiders are back. They beat an understrength uh, manly team, but I'm still very happy you know in saying that though the Raiders are under strength they both lost two players each and they were both pretty much their key players um but you know what it was nice to see Raiders play a different type of footy this week the past weekend so they were actually looking a little bit more like a proper football team getting repeat sets they were literally just putting so much pressure on Manly and they sort of came away with the win it was actually good to see the two Raiders halves actually play like halves and sort of control the game. They just kept repeat set after repeat set and sort of just starved merely from the ball. So it was, it was quite an enjoyable game because they won, obviously. And, um, yeah, I thought they played pretty good. It was, it, I mean, Manly were nowhere near their best at that game. Um, but I hopefully it can sort of, Raiders can build on that now and try and snag a few extra wins and sneak into the top eight. What do you think about it, Smokes? Yeah, look, I mean, I, I, I saw most of it. I was sort of watching in the background while doing other things. But, um yeah, look, um, I, I nearly, and I think I might have messaged you guys about this during the game, I said I nearly changed my tip. For some reason, just on the day, I just sort of had a feeling, you know what, Nature Boyevich, and they, they, he really makes such a difference to that team. I just, for some reason, had a bit of a feeling. And, um, yeah, look, I think Canberra just really simplified what they were doing. I mean, I think it was Starling who just scored, like, just right up the middle, scored a... You know, it was a simple try, but that that's what works. Just sometimes you, it's very simple. Run hard, tackle hard. That's what worked so well for the Raiders over the last couple of years. They just had this desire to run harder and tackle harder, and they sort of got a bit back to that, um, I thought, for a good yeah, they, of the game. They, they went sh- straight through the middle. Mm. It was they used their size. They pretty much have done what they should have done all year. And yeah. Obviously, they won't, get, they won't have to say it. It won't be as easy against, you know, this week against the Sharks with their... Big four pack. They might have to change their sort of game plan up a little bit, but yeah, it was just good, but it was an enjoyable Papa game. Be, and... Papa should be back because I think he pulled through Origin okay. So that's obviously going to be a a massive in for your forward pack. Yeah, he um, didn't have a case to answer for for being put on report last night either, yep. which was good. Yeah. So, which I didn't think there was much in that, and Whiten will be backing up as well. So hopefully he can. Um, Get his form improving a little bit more and on the run to the finals, potentially. Yeah, well, he's still definitely in with a red-hot crack now, so it's definitely a much-needed win. And a win that, that people weren't expecting you to have. And, and it, it does raise those questions again about, about Manly. Are they a one-man band? Um, yeah. It, yeah. It really looks it looks like that. You know, Turbo doesn't play. And he's not playing again this week. It'll be interesting to see how they go this week. Mm, yeah, well, that's... So, yeah. you know, he's, he's not backing up. 
Cherry Evans is a big my, thing as well. That may be my upset of the week, but we'll have to wait and see. All right, on to the next game. Uh, Rabbitohs versus Cowboys. Right. We'll start with yeah, you, Yeah, look, um, and got, oh, I only got to see glimpses of this game, but um, I was still just sort of regularly checking the scores. Um, and I looked up the score at one point. It was, I think, 12 points to two in favour of the Cowboys after about 15 minutes. And I looked it up at half time, and it was... 22 to 12 in favour of South, and it didn't get any better for the Cowboys. The, the, the Cowboys are done. They're, they're shot. They're starting to slide. The Rabbitohs, um, again, their halves were pretty well controlled, pretty well balanced. Cody Walker had a really strong game. Um, yeah, it's almost as if they were trying to sort of show what they could have offered in a Blues jersey, um, given the opportunity. But they, you know, they're, they're a league above the Cowboys, and they're sitting pretty comfortably in third, and it's almost like they're sort of just fine-tuning things now. Like, that's what the next couple of months will be for them, is fine-tuning and getting ready for an assault at the, the Premiership. Yeah, I think the way um, Latrell Mitchell's playing as well, mm. like, if he kept he, him coming back into the side on the run to the finals, I think they're, they're really going to start sort of firming for that... that you know, in that top four teams of, yeah. you know, who can challenge. And potentially, they, it, depending on how Cleary comes back with injuries, yeah. you know, they could probably challenge the Storm or I think, Panthers, I, think I reckon, on their day, playing well. Yeah, on their day, they're the yeah. best chance of knocking off those two teams just because they do have so many points. And like you said, Latrell Mitchell is... His form is, is sort of on, on nearly on the same par as what Trebojevic has, has been the last couple of months too. And, and the thing is, you look at Latrell too and... It's kind of hard to work out how because he really doesn't look like a supreme athlete. He doesn't look like he's the fastest, the fittest, the strongest, but he's just, there's something about him. He's got an X factor and, and he's playing with a lot of confidence at the moment. Even in, the, in an, a loss in the origin, in the first 20, 25 minutes, he was, he was a handful for Queensland. We're talking about Latrell yeah. Mitchell. Didn't he do the intercept and he punched it back down to his teammates and then they did a little run for it but didn't get very far? Yeah, he did do that. Yeah, that was him, yeah. He's, he's got, he scored the first try. I totally agree with you. Latrell Mitchell doesn't look like a, a sp- supreme athlete. He just looks like he's one hamburger away from being yes, fat. exactly. he yeah. is a very good player. I, he, I, but I agree with you. Yeah. So he's just so strong. I, I think he's so yeah. strong. He just When he's close to the line, it's sort of... Yeah, he just... Yeah, he just can use that strength. And he's, he's pretty quick anyway, really. For, surprisingly for considering quick his body shape, he's, he's pretty fast. Yeah, exactly. So, but uh, look, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, him, and he's been playing very well at fullback. He's, he's getting better in that fullback role. And he'll just add an extra dimension to the South's attack when he comes back into that side um, this week. And yeah, look, I, I honestly think they're the best chance of um, shutting down the Storm or, or the Panthers. And if they do, it'd be a high scoring match because I think they'll just go, you know what? We're probably going to concede 30 against these guys, so we're just going to try and make sure we score 32. I think that'll be their attitude yeah. when they come up against a, a Penrith or a... Well, probably more so the Storm. I don't... Yeah, but... Uh, uh, Rabbitohs have got Bulldogs next week. So, so they should keep it going. Easy. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Smokes, Bulldogs versus Roosters. Of course, Phantom's Of course, he's... I know, to, right? You know. He's, he's, he's ducking it. I mean, look, his team got up. I watched this game... Uh, Look, I think after about five or six minutes, the Roosters are up 10-0 or something like You're thinking, oh, poor old dogs. They're just switching to the same mode they did against Manly the previous week. But they then showed some real fight, and they really pushed the Roosters as hard as they could. Um, the, look, the Roosters ultimately ended up winning by six points. They, they, you know, they got away with a win. Uh, you know, But I don't necessarily think they were any more impressive against the dogs than what they were against Melbourne when they got 
40 I'd put on them the week before. I just think they're up against weaker opposition. So, look, they'll take the two points, but I think the Roosters are still starting to struggle. Um, Sam Walker had a good game for them, though. Like, as a young fella, he's starting to, to feel the pinch, but he set up some key tries for them. And a very interesting moment to finish the game as well, <laughs> um, which I was really looking forward to hearing Phantom's take on that one. Um, with, what, 15 seconds to go, and it was fifth tackle, and he decided to run all the way up the opposite end of the field and do a goose step and a dummy and then end up going over the sidelines. So it's divided opinion about whether it was arrogant or clever. Uh, Principal, come on. This is your chance to rip into them. How embarrassing. Honestly, <laughs> what's happened to the Roosters? For a team that's built themselves to be the gold standard of football, that they, you know, they're the absolute a league above everyone else. They've got people taking other people's heads off these days. Radley, they've got Crichton is just as bad. Now they've got someone that, instead of just taking the tackle, doing something, you know, or just kicking it out, he goes, he just goes for a bit of a 15-second jog backwards. It was just such a bad look for the game. I, I don't care what anyone says, you know, gamesmanship. It was just plain embarrassing for that for that to happen he looks like he was scared running away from the the other team and I know he wasn't scared it was just you know he thought it was a good idea but surely he and I heard a good point you know as I think it was Brayton Astor saying that you know he understood why he did it but he should be practicing ways to finish off the game that's not that because if that happens what happens you know if he they were saying if he misjudged the time and he's running back and all of a sudden something goes wrong he should be Practicing finishing I, off I, games. I think he nearly did misjudge off. the time. So I think he thought that when he initially started to do the run, that there was only about five seconds left. And then obviously once he must have realised, looked up the clock, and said, oh, there's more. That's why he just kept on running. He's like, oh, I'm going to have to keep on running now so that I go all the way out and, and eat up all the time. So I think he probably thought there was only about five seconds to go. Initially, he was probably just going to run over the sideline, but then, oh, crap, hang on. No, I've got to keep running now <laughs> so they don't tackle me and get a changeover. Um, look, oh. obviously, total grub culture, as we know from the Roosters. Um, the, only, <laughs> the only saving grace for this young fella is the fact that he is a Queenslander. So if we can get him into Queensland camp next year, not necessarily to play, but maybe just be around, you know, the, the high standards and high moral fibre of the Queensland Maroons, that should fix him up. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you, you won one out of the three games. All right, let, let's and, let's and let's that you're only as good as and your last forget, performance. Let's not yeah, forget what happened only, earlier in the you week. You only won by two points, mate. You only won by hey, two points, and it was a nail biter. So, yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Yeah, what happened to Jairo as well? That culture. Oh, uh, he, he was he was clearly uh, he was clearly set up by probably by a Roosters player. <laughs> it was probably a Roosters grub who set him up. But uh, no, you got look, Brad Fittler sending someone into the hotel. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. But we, <laughs> hey, someone's here to meet you. <laughs> that that is actually one of our stories to talk about later. And oh, all right. Uh, last game before Origin, we jump into it properly. Sharks versus Warriors. Principal, your second favorite team. They the got sh- up again. The Sharks are getting up. Hopefully, this does not repeat itself next this coming week, and they have a loss. But yeah, it was a good game. I didn't watch all of it. Um, but you know, Sharks are playing really good. Actually, the biggest talking point of this. This game was a post-try celebration. Oh, that was from awesome. From the, the wrestling move. I loved when it. When I actually saw... When I saw it, I thought he actually just decked his it, own it teammates. It looked like he totally and I was like, dropped him, yeah. <laughs> and I was, sitting on the, I was watching the game and I actually thought, what's going on? He just absolutely floored this guy. I know. And then also, when I saw him running back, I was like, oh, hang on a sec. Now I sort of, I sort of started to catch up to where what he was doing, but... 
man, it was funny. It was a great post race. It was, it was awesome. And, and like, uh, yeah, I was like, you see that, especially when you see the replays of it, because I didn't see the game live, but obviously, obviously that was replayed so many times. So I was like, did he just deck his own? Oh, I see what he's doing. He's doing the old people's elbow, Rocky style. That was awesome. That's, uh, yeah. that's one of yeah. the best. So well executed as well. I don't know how much time he spends at training and practicing that. Oh, but yeah, exactly. it was very and, and well done. I don't, I don't think a lot of people realise, or not everyone realises, the reason that all the players have all of a sudden jumping onto these um, post-race celebrations is this thing called Tri July, um, which is, I can't remember the player's name. Uh, is it Mossy Masso? Mossy Masso? Yeah, yeah he, he, sounds um, right. He uh, obviously had that terrible, terrible injury that's you know, nearly crippled him. And every tr- post-try celebration that's done during the month of July, uh, is it Sportsbet? Or well, one of the betting agencies is donating $5,000. I think it's Sportsbet. Yeah, they're donating $5,000 yeah. for every post-try celebration. So I say, I say to the players, there's no reason not to do a post-try celebration. Every try, they should be doing it. Um, yeah, exactly. Normally, normally, I think it can be a little bit like show, you know, showboating. But at the moment, no, this is for a good cause. Do it. Get on. Even if it's something simple, just do it. Raise that money. Do you think you have to really convince them not to showboat these NRL oh, players? Yeah, I know, I know. But um, so this is this is one time where the uh, uh, Fletcher hand grenade would actually be a good thing. <laughs> yeah, the New South Wales maybe should have pulled that back out last night. I mean, it's only haunted them for a long time. That's that it. was the motivation for Queensland for a long time, wasn't it? That that post try celebration. And then on to the main event of last week: <laughs> uh, State of Origin Game Three. Yeah. Played up in Gold Coast uh, last minute, uh, yeah. minute because of COVID in Sydney and New South Wales is all ramped up and yeah. not good for people there. Yeah, so, exactly. I mean, like a, a day uh, after we recorded last week's podcast when we were talking about how great it was the game was going to be in Newcastle, one day later it um, gets moved to, to the Gold Coast. So all three games ended up being in Queensland, which was which is a first. And, and um, But, geez, I'll tell you what, that's, that's what Origin footy was about. That, that's, that was a great game of footy. That really was. I mean, you know, end-to-end stuff, nail-biting, came down to the, the, the final moments of the game with the, the attempt at penalty kick, which would have been an amazing effort if he'd got it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Just yep. a, a great game of footy. And it, it goes to show that um, there's not quite as much between these states as what was maybe initially thought after the first two games. Um, and what an absolute massive difference it makes when you have a genuine fullback playing fullback. Is that uh, Caelan K- Ponga? Yeah, Ponga. Yep. I kind of know things. He made a huge difference, and not not just with. And look, he wasn't the best player on the field. He was one of the best, but it was just his influence on the rest of the team. He gave them the the, the confidence and belief that hey, we got someone who can create something out of nothing. Now we've got because New South Wales have a few players like that. It's like okay, now we got one of our own, so now we can start to throw a bit back. Um, and it also made a huge difference having um, Ben Hunt at hooker, who was deservedly the man of the match. He was unbelievable. That's the best. Nearly the best game he's played, let alone origin game. It's nearly the best game of footy I've ever seen him play. He was unbelievable. Is he the one that scored he two scored tries? He scored the two tries, yes. Um, but his defence was unbelievable. Like, not, not just two tries, but when New South Wales were starting to get on top in that second half, they, you know, Jack White scored the try, they started to have a, a bit more possession and territory. Uh, he came up with a huge tackle on Latrell Mitchell, which um, forced him to knock the ball on. Uh, not long after that, he scored his first of his two tries, and then he was there to, to finish off the second one as well. So, huge, uh, huge 10-minute period from him that completely swung the game in favour of Queensland. It's actually amazing that he's as equally as good a player, if not better at hooker, than he is at halfback. Yeah. And he swaps between them seamlessly. Like, he plays 
halfback for Dragons every other week, every week, and then all of a sudden ju- jumps into the Queensland number nine jersey. Yeah, he looks like he sh- he belongs there and could play there. You know, he, just as good, if not better, than Harry Grant oh, would have gone. You know, he couldn't. You know, and you think, wow, it's just, and he's he just seems. He has that advantage over Harry Grant, I think, of just that creativity, the the extra kick out, the he's, extra kicking. He's got that he a bit more experience, do, definitely. So. And look, I I think yeah. next year my temptation would be to leave Hunt and Hook up and maybe have Harry Grant on the bench, or at the, the very least, Ben Hunt has to be in that seventeen. They can't leave. Like they left him out of game yeah. one, and I was shocked because he he's the reason the Dragons are in the eight this year. Um, I don't, like Anthony Griffin. It's a bit of a masterstroke. He gave him the captaincy in the off season. He's obviously said, no, you're my leader. Like, because no one looked at Ben Hunt and thought he was captain material. But he's given him the captaincy, and he is... The, like, mate, a lot of people were tipping the Dragons to finish with the spoon, or at least very down, down very low on the ladder. Uh, they're currently, I think, seventh, um, which is well above expectations, and it's off the back of him. Um, and so he's had an yeah. amazing season, and he was... I was so glad that he had such a great game last night, because... Um, he is such a really, really good footballer, and I think he's he's copped so much slack over the years because of what happened in that grand final. Uh, but he's he's proven he's a better player than that than, than that one moment, and he was unbelievable. And but as I said, the game itself was just such a great game of footy. Like both teams. Then look, look, New South Wales obviously weren't as good as what they were in games one and two, but part of that is also because of the way Queensland played. Queensland threw a lot more. At I feel them. like Queensland was a much more. Oh, they were, and, like... and that's exact. That's the best way to put because they, they were much more aggressive with the way they were defending. Their line speed was better. Um, the, Papali just led from the front uh, with the forwards. I thought Fodawaka coming off the bench was unreal again. He's a really, really good player. The Titans have got a good one in him. Um, yeah, he, he was amazing. He was just as good as Papali. I oh, he was, he he was, was awesome. Um, yep. And, and to be honest, I hadn't really even I hadn't heard much about him. Didn't know who who he was really before the Origins. Yes, yeah, so I was like, who's this guy? And you know, I had to look up who he played for. Yeah, I was like, and he he was great. So yeah. Titans have got a pretty a pretty decent forward pack. Well, that's it. They've, they've, they've him got and, him. They've got you know, Tino, they've, and they've got Fafita. Uh, and look, obviously, yeah. they didn't play last night, but uh, look, they were they were really good. And, and as I said, obviously, New South Wales weren't quite as good, but. Part of that was, was their doing, but part of it was also the way that, that Queensland played because they were far more aggressive, they were far more in their face. Um, we sort of spoke about this last week as well, the questions around Mitchell Moses. Can he handle the big moments? Um, and that was always... Look, as a Queenslander, I, I shouldn't say it's my concern, but as a, if I was a New South Welshman, that would have been my concern. Is he going to handle the big moments? And Well, they, they, well they I think we said... We we discussed the big moments and someone like Adam Reynolds mm. would I think would have been able to stand up. Mitchell Moses went missing and that was a huge part of that game. I think that was the, the big difference. Well, he didn't between run the, the teams. ball once. He, he did not that, want make one run. Now look, but, I don't think Jack Whiten had the best game of his life, but he was at least trying because he made nearly a hundred meters running the ball. So he he was having a go. Um, Mitchell well, Moses. I think the issue the issue I think was with Jack Whiten with that game is he ended up having to. To kick it, he was yeah. doing so much of the kicking and, and, and because Mitchell Moses was went missing. Yeah. Well, that's it. But he's he's not. You would have thought in that team, Mitchell Moses should have been, especially Agreed. early in the game. That's when Jack Whiten was doing these kicks yep. and they were going wrong. I was repeat um, going dead. It's like where was Mitchell Moses? That's I was screaming. I'm like, where where is Moses? Yeah. He should be. He's the one that should be running the team. That's what Cleary would have yeah, done. Exactly. And um, and it doesn't have to be Cleary. It just had to be. You just well, didn't right. see him. Yeah. You really didn't see him the whole game, really. I, I agree and, with um, that. Yeah, Jack Whiten yeah. was... I agree. 
Yeah, Jack won. Had a pretty average game. He's not a kicker. Like he's running. He his running game last night was great. He's yeah. back to he's, doing what he did. And but, that's, yeah, exactly. That's what he yeah. should be doing. And you're right. It was just he's very much a secondary kicker. He shouldn't be your main kicker. And yeah. you're right. He was doing the majority of the kicking for that first twenty minutes, and that's that's what helped give Queensland a bit of a leg up. And uh, especially with a, yeah. a guy like Ponger at fullback, he was uh, like. Either the balls were going dead and they were just getting the 20 metre set, or they were going straight down his throat and he was making great kick returns. The, 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 the Queensland's first try, um, Ponga caught the ball about 20 metres out, was able to step around a couple of guys, get it back to about 45 out for the first tackle. So straight away, that just gives a massive momentum for that set. And um, yeah, and, and geez, oh, I'd love to see him in a Broncos jersey. He is such a good player. Um, <laughs> The thing is, like, we, we talk about, obviously, Trebojevic being so amazing for Manly, and we talk about Tedesco being so amazing for the Roosters, and both of them being so, you know, having such a massive influence on those teams. Kalen Ponga makes, has just as much of an influence on the teams he plays for, I think. Um, I think it, it doesn't get mentioned as much, maybe because he's been out injured a lot this year and a bit of last year, but um, you saw in his first game back for Newcastle. They, they went from a team who could only score six or ten points a game to a team who won 38-0. He comes into Queensland, who had lost 76 points to six in two games and, um, and sparks them to, to, to win a 20-18 game. So he has a huge influence on the results of games. Another player we mentioned uh, last week that we never talked about, or have, I haven't heard him talk about this week, is uh, Hammer. Oh, the Hammer. Or Hammer time, yeah, or whatever his Hammer's, name is. Well, the Hammer, you know, yeah. He ended up having... He scored a yeah, try, he right? he scored Queensland's first. And, you know, he had a very solid debut, and... I guess um, a lot of the, the talk leading up to it was, can he handle uh, Tom Trebojevic? Because he's only 19, um, Tom Trebojevic is the best player in the game, uh, but New South Wales didn't really throw a lot at him, which, which helped him ease into the game, and he did extremely well, and scored that try. He offered a bit of extra spark and speed into that back line, which was so big. Uh, so that, yeah, he had a really, really strong debut. The Hammer, what a great nickname too. I still don't understand why New South Wales didn't go that side of the field more often. It was basically I understand they had um, Latrell on on the left, and that's they were kept going that side. Yeah, with Whiten, but they didn't they didn't really use Travoyevich. He was he was trying to force himself into the game. I saw it like you know, he, but he was pretty quiet, and they they weren't really. I would have thought targeting the hammer would have been a, a game plan, but they didn't. Yeah. I didn't see them target it too much, really. It and, seemed to be the other that, side of the field. that's something that Cleary would have brought to the side because, um, yeah, they, they very early on, they were just going to Luttrell. And, it, you know, he was playing very well. He was making a lot of metres and scored that try. But you'd think at some point they might have tried to, uh, to have gone to Trebojevic a couple of times to test the young fella out. Uh, you know, and then in the second half, obviously, they had to move him out to the wing because Brimson had to come on to play centre because Holmes got injured. Uh, and, and I think I said it right at the start of the series to you guys, I'd have AJ Brimson in the centres because I think he'd handle it. And he was fine. He, he, there was no issues with him in the centres. He, he was solid, solid in defence. Showed some ball skills because he's got that 5'8 fullback skill about him. So he was great too. So... Uh, it was. Like I said, I just love that because that's what Origin should be. It should be close contests. You want to be, you want the you want the result still up the grabs in the final minutes. That's what you want in Origin. Yeah, it's definitely more exciting. But I did prefer Game One and Two. <laughs> I bet so. you did. I bet you did. <laughs> but um, you know, it was exciting. I mean, the the kick to the the penalty kick that Latrell yeah, took. Yeah. The I thought it was going over. Man, he got close. Well, it was the, a big the, kick, the but. Angle... 
suggested that he, he had it online, but um, it, it fell about five metres short in the end. Um, yeah. I tell you, the, yeah. The other thing we haven't yeah. mentioned, which was the play of the night, uh, was eight minutes to go. Tom Travojevic right up the middle. It's like, oh, God, yeah, here we go. Yeah. This is a try for New South Wales. And Caelan Ponga, with the play of the night, sticks his hand out, knocks the ball down, and stops an absolute certain try for Tedesco under the posts. Uh, that, that, that saved the game for Queensland. Simple as that. It was, oh, that was just, a huge play. I, I wish he held on to it. He could have ran himself, I reckon. He could have just got he there. He could have, I, yeah. I was, he, you know, a dummy, maybe Pongo would have, you know, fallen Might for have, it. Yeah, yep. I mean, but, he, um, he, he, yeah. he, he took a gamble, Pongo, and, he, and he, he made the right call in the was, end. And, and look, you think of it too, like we pretty much the last two months, we've just been talking about Tom Travojevic on these podcasts because he's playing such great footy. So... You had eight minutes to go in the in the final Origin game. You've got the best player on the planet on form, charging through the line, and that as, as I said, that that's why I put Caelan Ponger up there in, in in that 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 conversation because I don't think anyone else is stopping that. I really don't think anyone like either either that pass hits or he dummies or whatever. No one else was stopping that. That was an amazing play by by Ponger to save that game uh, to save that match. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was a good game, but at least in New South Wales. Well, look, and, and congratulations to the Blues, Hopefully. of course. And, and look, let's face it, I mean, your, your two starting halves from games one and two were not there. That's obviously going to make a difference. Um, there's a few guys to come back into that Queensland team too. I mean, Harry Grant will come back into that side in, in some way. Uh, you've also got uh, Lindsay Collins from the Roosters, who's a, a, a big inclusion in the forwards. Uh, so there, there's, there's a couple of other guys who, who are missing as well who will come into to contention. So I think I, what I'd love to see for game one next year is for both teams to be at full strength to really see really see where, where they're at. Um, because I think that, that game was a much closer contest because that was the strongest team Queensland had named. So that's why it was a, a better game of footy to watch. All right. Well, let's save that chat for next year's bloody <laughs> Sand Origin <laughs> speculation rounds. Uh, so at the end of round 17, uh, Phantom picked two out of five, Smokes and myself picked three out of five, and Principal, you're climbing up there, mate. You got four out of five, so good work. I've got another one back on you. He's creeping up. Oh, only two away. Wow, he's coming back. What am I now? Two points behind. Season-wide, what's that? Phantom is on 73, Smokes is on 80, Principal's on 92, and I'm on 94. So, like, we're getting to the uh, pointy end, but, uh, you know, we'll we'll see how we go. All right, on to some news headlines. Uh, I don't want to spend a lot of time talking about the origin because we've already <laughs> talked for twenty minutes about it. And yeah, well, moving on, uh, moving, right, on. Yeah, moving on, moving on. All right, so uh, yeah, Blues win the series. They lost game three. Blah blah blah. All right, so ARLC announces twelve clubs relocating to Queensland due to COVID. Spike. Yeah. So I guess this is just the world we live in these days, right? Everyone's going to Queensland. That's it. This is the, this yeah, is the that's big it. one. Yeah. Well, you go, Principal. Big, big news, and it was um, it was it's just extraordinary how the NRL can adapt so quickly, mm. and then in less than a week, all the teams have, they they moved up there today. I think the uh, yeah the team. Was, so was, I know um, the Raiders did. So yeah, I think they had to be there by today. I think that was the condition. Yeah. There. And, you know, they've already, they've 
given the teams where they're playing. So I think they're going from Gold Coast, Brisbane, and Sunshine Coast. Yes, and, 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 and um, Townsville for the, yeah. the Cowboys games. And Townsville for the Townsville games. And uh, now Melbourne's moved up there as well, well now. That's, so, that's the other thing, too. Uh, is, because of the situation. Yeah, well, that's, that's, that was one yeah. of the other stories, too, is that obviously the, uh, the Storm have had to, um, just today, it was announced by the Victorian government that they're going into a snap five day lockdown. Uh, starting at midnight tonight. Uh, so they had to literally, and this was only announced a couple of hours ago, so they literally just had to pack their bags and head to Queensland now. So their match, which was supposed to be in Melbourne this Saturday, has now been relocated to the Gold Coast. Uh, so, yeah, um, once again, the storm on the move. They've had plenty of experience with that the last couple of years. And it's um, it's funny that they're, they're, there's lots of news that are sort of saying that, you know, this will be for the rest of the year. They can't see them coming back. Yeah, I don't... I've, and I've, away. I think this is... Yeah. yeah, I think you're right. This is... this The rest of the season will be played out in Queensland now. Because uh, yeah. each day you, uh, New South Wales is getting over 90 new cases. So I can't see it slowing down enough for them to allow uh, crowds. And, and that's the big thing for the NRL. They wanted to get up here because Queensland can still have crowds. So they can still generate some money. Uh, with, with, with gate takings and obviously keep the broadcast going as well because if, if New South Wales go into a full lockdown and they say, well, you're not even playing games, that's going to cause problems. And what it also means is a very, very real chance for the, for the first time in rugby league history, the grand final will be played out of Sid, outside of Sydney. I think for sure, yeah. I mean, I think, I think this shows two things. The NRL is very adaptive and learnt a lot from last year. They don't want to go back to another like condensed yeah. season or like lose a bunch yeah. of rounds, uh, and and secondly, like I just pray that Queensland stays COVID free mm. or at least you know minimal uh, to, yeah. cases because I'm sure it's going to like COVID's going to spread. It's it's like it's pretty much a guarantee. Yeah. Um, so as long as it's reduced and they can still you know have crowds, even if they can't have crowds, as long as we can like broadcast yeah. and watch the TV at yeah. home. Like I think it's okay. Yes, I see your point about they want to take the takings from the from the mm. doors from the field, yeah. but like really, just play broadcast it. Bloody pump in the audio sound. It's fine. Yeah. Like just you know, yeah, definitely keep the game going. Definitely, and um... I think it's also good that you know the players would have stuffed it up in Sydney. I, there's no <laughs> doubt about it. They would have stuffed it up. But, and, that and is you know also what? very I true. I have no I... doubt that was part of the reasoning for this because 100%. there's been so many stuff-ups. <laughs> you, know, you make such a good point because at least, like, because I think they've said for the first two weeks that they're in Queensland, they have to stay under the level four restrictions to make sure that you know they only leave home for training and games. Once that's done, so long as there's no added restrictions in Queensland, they can start to do what... The general public drop is you can still go to cafes Reassess. and restaurants and stuff. But that's so funny. That's it's so such true. A, I didn't even think that's such yeah. a great point. Um, it's, it's, you know, I mean, even after all the um, Paul Vaughan party thing, and then you've got Arrow, which oh, is going to be what yeah. we talk about next. Uh, you know, we know what's all these Can't rules. Everyone's so sorry. Blah, blah, blah. Next thing you know, Arrow's like, oh, stop it. I'm just going to do it too. So yeah. he joined the party. His own party. He actually had his own party, really, yeah. from the sounds of it. I know. So, I know. Um, but uh, look, interesting. It's, it's, I, I love the fact that the NRL just made a decision on this quickly. They didn't sit around. They, and that seems to be the way the administration has improved over the last 18 months. They're just like, no, we've got to make a decision. We've got to make it now for the good of this game. And... Look, they've obviously talked about if the whole season is going to play out in Queensland. Now, they've spoken about how the, the options, I guess, for the grand final would be either Suncorp Stadium in Brisbane or the MCG in Melbourne. I'll be absolutely ropeable if they send the NRL grand final to Melbourne before they send it to Brisbane. 
Because you know what? If anyone deserves it outside of Sydney, it is Brisbane. For what they have given to rugby league, not not just I'm not just talking about the Broncos. I'm talking about Brisbane and Queensland in terms of what they've given to rugby league. Let, as much as you know, New South Wales don't want to hear this. Origin doesn't work without the success of Queensland. It just doesn't. Like so, they've given so much to rugby. They deserve the grand final if it can't be played in Sydney. And absolutely, and you know, it, won't it, that decision come down to money though? Well, it's it's it will definitely. Like, who's going to offer but the most? It, it could come down to that. But <laughs> the other thing is now that Victoria are in this snap lockdown, they're obviously concerned with cases too. So it might just be a case of well, Queensland's going to get it, even just if it's by default. But I think they've got to show some some real. It's almost got to be a thank you to Queensland for everything they've given rugby league, and just say you know what, you get it at Suncorp. Velandis is just doing this to to make sure he's getting as much money from Queensland. No way he's not going to do it in Queensland. I but agree, he's, yeah. he's going. You know what? We have got Melbourne too, so you know. Don't he's trying yeah, to try and be yeah, yeah, throw yeah, us yeah. some money. You know, chuck us an extra. You know, he's yeah. he's. Yeah. Oh, we'll just go to the MCG. Oh, we'll just take over. I know we're all based in Queensland, but yeah. you know, we'll just go down to Melbourne. So I think he's playing. You know, I the, think there's a we'll bit get of as that. much I, money as we can agree, for this. Yeah, you know? And the other thing too is um, and, the other thing too is. In the back of his mind, he will be thinking, look, I might just do this just to get a bit of extra money, but there's no way I'm taking our game to the heartland of AFL. Yeah. And, that's and the- it's a stadium. You know, it's, we want to see it as Suncorp Stadium, a field that's designed for, so for rugby, rugby league. And it is an amazing... Not, and you've been, you know, you've been there. We've gone to a, a Raiders game there. It's yeah. an amazing stadium. So, And look, if, if yeah. it does yeah. happen, um, I'll, be, I'll be looking into get, getting tickets. I don't care who's playing. Like, to get a grand final at Suncorp would be amazing. Yeah, yeah that'd be awesome. Rarity, so there, do it. Broncos <laughs> women's grand uh, will be in the grand final again, so I'll go there for more of that. <laughs> yeah, go those chickies. Fair enough. <laughs> Arrow unfollowed by glamorous girlfriend, COVID breach mystery woman was a dancer. Uh, I had to read this article a few uh, times because I'm like, oh my God, really? This all happened? Oh, mate. And, and, and I, I missed happened, it earlier in the week. Like three, this happened the day after our, our last podcast. Too, so it's like a few days after the dragon sing. And he invites a woman back into camp. And not only does he invite a woman, it wasn't his girlfriend. So she's, uh, this story's obviously talking about how. And, and he keeps going through this article, mate. You're going to see what his girlfriend, there she is, oh looks God. like now. Look, uh-huh. I'm going to suggest maybe the dancer he brought into the camp was probably not quite as attractive as her. I'm just taking a, taking a guess here. This is clearly an ego thing. You know what, mate? Keep your cock in your pants. You, you, you're supposed to be representing Queensland. And you can't just do the right thing. And you know what? Again, and you did this. You said this last week, Principal, with with Paul Vaughan. Like they come out and say, "Oh, I'm so sorry and remorseful for what I've done." No, you're not. You're sorry that you got caught. Hundred percent. You didn't really give a That's shit. Exactly what the uh, dragons said, isn't if, it? Yeah, exactly. They blow and up. The and only sorry. person from the dragons who's come out and actually been honest was actually Josh Maguire. I saw a quote from him the other day saying, "Look, we did it because we thought we could get away with it, but we didn't." So, yeah, it was pretty stupid, wasn't it? I was like, okay, thank you. Yeah. At least you were honest and said we did it because we thought we would get away with it. So, in other words, you're, you're acknowledging that you knew you were doing the wrong thing, but you thought you could get away with it. That's at least some honesty. That doesn't make him smart, but it makes him honest. But, uh, Joy Arrow, seriously, like, especially the series Queensland has had, like, leading up to that point, and he goes and does that. If it was up to me, he wouldn't be playing Origin next year. I'd say, well, you know, you're going to be banned next year too. I'd say that's how... Stupid you are. Well, you know, there's lots of players, you know, you've got other forwards that are going to come back next year anyway. He might find himself, you know, yep. he's basically, you know... He might struggle he, to get there in. There won't be a spot. And it, it'll work against him anyway. It'll oh. end up being, 
that, you know, oh, look, he, we could put him in. They've got another player. No. And he'll, I, don't, I don't think he'll play again. Uh, prob- Why probably they not. Put yeah, him in? Unless Just there's a, some injuries and stuff. Unless they're desperate. Yeah. They'd have to be really desperate to put put him in. I can't see yeah, it Well, especially, so. yeah, as you said, because they, they obviously Fafita can come back into that side. And so can Lindsay Collins from the Roosters. So there's already two guys who are probably going to come back in. Are you going to drop three players from that Queensland forward pack? Because they were all pretty strong last night. So, yeah, yeah that's a fair point. All right, a couple more news articles here. Uh, as you mentioned earlier, the Storms flee Victoria, games moved, families in limbo as lockdown wreaks havoc. Yeah, well, we, we touched on it. I mean, obviously the Storm, literally this has only just come out the last couple of hours. They've got to, they got to head to Queensland. Um, they're going to be based, I think, in the Gold Coast. Is that right? The Gold Coast hub? Um, yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. So, and I think you were mentioning before, um, Principal, that they're going to... Uh, they're going to rejig a couple of the games that were on Saturday because originally the Raiders were playing their match against the Sharks at 3pm at the Gold Coast. The Cowboys were playing their match in Townsville at 5.30 and then the Storm was supposed to be playing in Melbourne at 7.30. So they're swapping a couple of games so that now it's a double header at the Gold Coast. Yeah, I think so. That's what they... I got an email from the Raiders saying that's what's happening for any Raiders fans that are in, in Queensland that wanted to go to the game. And they're rescheduling it because you haven't been able to buy tickets. So I think that's again really good from the NRL it's to awesome. be flexible. Yeah. And go. What would what would be awesome on a Gold Coast on a Saturday afternoon night? Yeah. Put the footy on, double header. I think it'll be great and a couple of great games as well. Like the that that Raiders Sharks game would be a good game. It should and, be a good game. Yeah. I'd you know. Agree. Definitely. And, and well, they've got yeah. a double header on the Friday night at Gold Coast as well. The two games on Friday night are both coming out of the Gold Coast, and the first two games on Sunday are going to be at SunCorp Stadium because the the one fifty game is the Penrith Warriors, and then the four o'clock game is the Broncos Tigers, uh, which I'm actually going with uh, with a bunch of people and, and my kids and everything. So it'll be um, well, it's good now. I get two games at the price of one. Um, so I think with this, yeah, um, I think with this, with now the the storm moving up to the Gold Coast, so that means that the hubs are so the Sunshine Coast hub is the Panthers, Knights, Sea Eagles, and Roosters. And then you've got the Brisbane hub, which is the Dragons, Sharks, and Tigers. And then the Gold Coast hub is Eels, Bulldogs, Rabbitohs, Raiders, Warriors, and now the Storm. So, And obviously the three yeah, Queensland so. teams just play out of their, their home areas. So uh, I guess we, we, the other thing, too, that they've obviously worked out the schedule for this round. They're still yet to work out the venues for the rest of the, the, the next three rounds or, or going forward. And look, I'm not saying this as a biased Broncos fan, so I just want to put that out there now. But what I think they need to do, and I'm saying this for all three Queensland teams, they want to maximise crowds as much as possible while they can, while they while we can still get crowds. Any games involving those three Queensland teams need to be played at their home grounds. So what I'm saying is like, they shouldn't be playing like a Broncos-Sharks game at Sunshine Coast Stadium because it's a Sharks home game or whatever. It should be... No, no, that game's at Suncorp. Any game involving the Broncos now, up until the end of the season, should be at Suncorp Stadium. Any game involving the Cowboys should be at Townsville. And any game involving the Titans should be at Seabus Super Stadium. I get that. Yeah, but do you think the part? Sunshine Coast Broncos fans, it gives them a chance to actually well, see and that's, the Broncos? That's, so that's, it, you know, I, I sort of get where you're, where the, you're coming from with that. I guess you get lots of fans there, but... You know, maybe if they played Sunshine Coast Broncos, when are they, they ever going to play there, they really? Could, they could maybe move Very one rarely, or two of the so... games. Yeah, it's a fair, I mean, that's a fair point. They could maybe move one yeah. or two of the Broncos and Gold Coast games. But I think the majority 
of their games has got to be at their home grounds just to try and maximise crowds as much as possible. But yeah, maybe moving one or two is an idea. Yeah, true, because it gives the fans a chance to, to do that. But um, And as I said, I'm not saying that because, oh, I want the Broncos to play as many games at Suncorp to give us an advantage. As you said, if they play at Sunshine Coast, they're still going to have the fans' support. Yeah. Uh, I just think in terms of maximising the dollars... Yeah, let's let's just remember, Broncos haven't had a great record at Suncorp, but in the last few seasons anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, would they not be like doing a lot more double-headers yeah. in the next I think so. eight I weeks think or whatever? I think that's going to be the big thing. They're going to try and make as many double-headers. Look, it wouldn't surprise me if for Super Saturdays they try and do triple-headers as well, if, if the schedule allows mm. for it. I mean, imagine imagine going to Sun Sun Stadium for though. three for three games straight. I mean, that's that's like magic yeah, round stuff. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. I just wish they would do that more often in Sydney. Double headers. They should you know, be doing normal, it more in Sydney. Not, I, I, you know, they they used they trialed it a few like a long time ago, and they had pretty good success. I would love to be able to go to a couple of you know a game where Raiders are playing against someone, but you've got another game beforehand. You pay your money. You sit there for five hours. So watch the footy. It'd be awesome. I love, I love the idea of it. Do you want to do this blowing smokes bit here? Uh, there, yeah, smokes, no, no, where I you talk about two. Yeah, I just want to talk about a, a a quick point, and it's just something that sort of sprung to my mind after watching the Origin last night. Um, there's always so much talk about key players in teams and how you can't win a premiership without a, a top quality ha- a halfback and all that. I, I think there's a lot of truth to that, but I think we're now at a point um, in rugby league where. You can nearly now say that the most important position on the field is fullback. You think of how much influence a top-level fullback has on a game of rugby league now. It's actually mind-blowing. And, and, and back when rugby league started, all fullbacks were, were there to catch the kicks and to also kick the ball back downfield in, in kicking duels. That's what fullbacks were for. But sort of like, what, especially with sort of when, when Darren Lockyer started playing fullback. Um, when he when he entered uh, first grade and he started playing that five eight style role and it's continued to develop since then and Billy Slater took that role on and and now you look at all the all the like all the clubs now that they, they are it's so important to have a top quality fullback and you look at how how different Queensland were by having a top quality fullback in their lineup last night you look at New South Wales their three best players for the series were probably James Tedesco Tom Trebojevic and Latrell Mitchell and all three of them are fullbacks. Uh, so I think we've entered this age where the fullback is probably the most important position in a team. Uh, I don't know, Prince. What do you reckon? Yeah, I think so. I think halfback, a good half is still super important. Totally agree. But I think if you've got a good fullback, if you've got a good, a really good fullback, you don't have to have a good as good a half. Yep. You don't have to have top shelf halves. I think. To a lesser extent, you know, the Raiders, when they lost um, Chance to go Klockstad... Oh, that's made a probably, huge impact he, on your team. They, he is um, very underrated mm. in how he basically runs that, manages the team and organises that, the defensive line. And it, they've just lost their defence. What they've had pretty much with him being fullback the last two, two seasons, yeah. when they've been successful... They've got not. They've had nothing like that this this time around, and yeah. I think he's obviously not at the 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 level of the Mitchells and Travoyeviches and all that. But just having someone that just knew what they were doing and yeah. be able to run the ball back, had that creative play. He's downside. He doesn't have that creative play where you know some of the other fullbacks to the really starting to 
to to add yeah. that and he's he's quite creative these days and Turbo is just unreal. He's just good at everything. Um, Mitchell's great and I think yeah, you, you definitely it's fullback is probably the most important position now. Whether you know you need a half, you need to be able to have someone to organise the field in terms of getting field position, doing the kicks, but. You know, it's become another playmaking role, basically, yeah, fullback as well, def- really. Definitely. And look, I think, yeah, it's still key to have a, a, a really good halfback in your team. But halfback has kind of changed a little bit in many ways in that if you have, like, just a good organising half who can get the forwards going forward and just have a good kicking game, uh, a lot of the creative stuff is now coming from the five eights and the fullbacks. So... It's a bit different. It's a bit different from from when like Alan Langer and and uh, Ricky Stewart and those guys were playing halfback. They were the key players in their teams. That's just how it was. But now, and, and look, you make a good point with with Canberra's fullback Clogstad. I mean, you guys have been you guys started the season really well. He's been out. You you struggled a lot because yeah. the fullback plays such it, a key role in defence as well. But and that's why Queensland's defence was so much better last night because. You got a good fullback who knows what he's doing. He knows where the gaps are. He can, he can tell the guys, no, you got a, you got a number up over here. You got a number up over there. It's such an important position from a defensive point of view as well. And I think you know on on your own um, trial line as well, mm. where they're positioned, having that person that yep. is going to make sure they make that tackles covering cover defence coming across. So I think it's yeah, it's just so critical now. And yep. you know, if you don't have one, I mean Penrith, you know they 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 get away. They've got a a really good halfback, and, so they're probably yeah, they, going they, the opposite way. You know, their fullbacks, nothing, nothing special. He's, he's you know, I solid, think um, he's solid without yeah. being spectacular. But yeah, as you said, yeah. because they've got, well, they've got the, the New South Wales halves, not just the halfback, but the five eighth as well. So that yeah. that kind of compensates for it a bit. Yeah, yeah. Whereas, so, whereas yeah, Melbourne, good point Melbourne have got I mean, two fullbacks who are basically origin quality: Pappenhausen and, and Nico Hines. So they, they can sort of. You know, get away with a halfback who's not as good as Cleary because they've got two superstar fullbacks. I don't think there's ever been a time where there's been so many top quality fullbacks. Oh, it's it's just unreal when it's you amazing. go through them. Yep. It's just, it's crazy. But anyway, it's awesome. We should move on. All right. I'm going to move us on. Uh, uh, beer bets. Basically, you guys just swapped beers last round. Pretty so much. congratulations. Nobody changes uh, scores or beers. Uh, so this week, uh, Smokes, what's All right, your beer my bet? My beer bet is for the St. George Illawarra Dragons, despite their COVID-suspended players thing starting this week. I am backing them to knock off the Manly Sea Eagles on Friday Night Footy. Ooh, I'm going to take this one. Yep, I'm taking that no one. No Tom Travoyevich playing, and Manly are... You know, and, and Ben Hunt is apparently going to back up, and I think he's going to, I think he's going to take his game to a new level. He's, he's at that point where he can do it. So, go the mighty Red V. Right, principally... Principally, right. you got one for Mine's smokes. going to be Raiders will continue and make it two in a row. <laughs> so a winning against streak. the Sharks, a winning streak. It's going to be. I'm predicting it'll be a good couple of weeks for me in terms of supporting my team. So I'm going Raiders to win. Nothing else. I'm not going to go Look, wild I'm, like I usually do with some of these like by points and stuff. Just I'm, flat out win. I'm not going to take this bet because I actually think that will happen. But I think you should definitely make Phantom take this bet. Phantom. Yeah, I was just going to say, we'll make thinking, make it. That's... Because he hasn't been showing up, we are gonna we should do Phantom's bet for him, and then we're going to take the beat. We should, we should. So I'm now, gonna... His bet is that the Roosters <laughs> will win by 80 points. <laughs> and I'm, I'm going to take that, that bet. And you're taking that <laughs> <laughs> Well, they have been playing. I don't even know. The oh, Cowboys. Yeah, Cowboys. Well, even so, even the Cowboys won't lose by that much. So, Roosters by 80. Now, let, let's, make it, let's make it fair. Let's go... 
Roosters by 40. There's a good chance that's, they could do it. it. Let's, like, give him... Let's, like, do four... No, let's say 50. I want to get the 50. <laughs> I need to catch up. <laughs> Just in case. Oh, oh, that's what it is. What you get for not I think that's a good way to, like, make him lose... Yeah. That's a good way to make him lose the beers, right? Yeah. Just, Otherwise, uh, he's going to be stockpiling. He's, he's got heaps. Yep. Yeah. Well, you know, he keeps not showing That's up it. and just winning. So, That's you know. It. All Time right. Take some back. Uh, sports bet account. I put a bet on last Ooh. night because I thought, you know what? They've bloody won. The odds are so good. I'll put 10 bucks down. I'll win 12. Fine, whatever. And then I lose my $10. That's it. And sports bet, they make it so easy. Like, no, I was already logged in. I already had the app on my phone. Apple Pay to, like, transfer the money. So easy. I'm like, oh, they God. do make it, they do make it really easy to gamble online. It's actually almost criminal, I reckon. They, they, they must just, like, find out what the absolute minimum requirement is to set up an account and do that to fit, fit in with the law because it's so easy. But I was yeah. so annoyed. I had $3 on the hammer for first try because he was paying $21. I thought... 21 bucks for a centre, that's a lot. And, of course, he scored the first try for Queensland, but not the first try of the match, so no cash for me. Yeah. yeah. All these I, crazy bets you guys do, it's too complicated. Just who wins? Who, that's who all I want to know. The game? <laughs> we've got to do, you've got to do these crazy complicated bets because we've got to get one of these one day. Normally, in the past, when I've done these betting things, you just you pick up a couple through the year and they mm. set you up. You know, you, you're betting, you're trying to get these 100 and... 10 on multis, 120, 200 bucks. All of but these multis, everyone, listen to me. All of these multis are literally just a way to give you, give the money straight to well, the... Uh, no, we were close. Is, we were close this we year. The close is not the same as a freaking oh, It is win. when we include... Because yeah. both our multis that we've done this year, we've been one game off winning. Oh. Who costs us both? And the Raiders are just... Uh, the odds are exponentially Raiders. more... I, against you if you do multis, okay? That's all I'm going to say. Oh, we, <laughs> Don't do multis. Them. It makes it interest, but, you know, I right, actually went against we're my we're doing own a multi this week. That, that's gonna, we don't oh, have a multi. Yet, we're we're going to do a multi. We'll, we'll, we'll get ahead we're going to win this multi. And when you lose that, listen uh, back to this podcast. <laughs> yes, we'll do. I actually went against my own rule this week and I actually bet on the Raiders again last week, but on my own personal account because I don't want to feel they, the wrath of they, Smokes and the Phantom. And you know what? I put it on 1 to 12 uh, and they bloody cost me money again. Would you believe it? Yeah. So they oh, it's going for Manly. I would believe up. it. They won and you lost. Again, <laughs> the rule. Don't bet on the don't Raiders. Don't bet on the oh, Raiders. Yeah. So we'll do a multi, but anyway. we'll, just, we'll just cut that game out. Raiders and Sharks. Yeah, no Raiders. Out. No betting on the Raiders. <laughs> Get on to round 18. Uh, Titans versus Eels. Smokes. I'll go the Eels. Not with a lot of confidence, but I'll go the Eels. Principal? Eels for me as well. I think Eels is fine. Okay, uh, see Eagles versus Dragons. Smokes. Yeah, I'm going the Dragons in an upset here. <laughs> big upset, I think. Uh, that I'm is going a big upset the, because... The I'm going to go to the Eagles, the Sea Eagles for this one. Yeah, I'm going that too. All right, uh, Principal, Raiders versus Sharks. Uh, we'll definitely go Raiders. Raiders right? Definitely. Yeah, I'll go the Raiders too. Yeah, Smokes. Raiders... Uh, sorry, uh, Cowboys versus Roosters, Principal. Roosters. I would love Cowboys to win, but Roosters. Yes. I'm, I'm back in the Roosters, just on the basis that the Cowboys are sliding. Okay, uh, Storm versus Knights, Principal. Uh, Storm. I think it's be a pretty comprehensive win. That'll be an easy one, I I'll, think, yeah. Smokes. I'll go to Storm. I think this will be close enough. Caitlin Ponga plays, he gives the Knights a chance, but I'll stick safe and go to Storm. Uh, all right, 
Uh, Warriors versus Panthers. Smokes. Oh, yeah, better go Penrith. Yeah, they're, they're, they're pretty hot. I'm going to go Penrith, uh, but you just never know with Warriors and mm. Panthers still missing lots of players. True. Well, that's, that's the only thing that could stop them, right? Like, you take away the players, <laughs> they yeah. lose. But, um, yeah, Panthers will be winning. All right, <laughs> Broncos versus West Tigers. I'm going to go with Principal first. Oh, I can't believe it. I'm going to tip Broncos. What's happening? Yeah. I haven't had to, t- I haven't had to tip Broncos baby. for two years. Oh. <laughs> I think I even tipped Bulldogs when they were versing Bulldogs a few times. I don't think I've tipped Broncos for a long time, but we'll go Broncos. Yeah, I'm, I'm on the Broncos. Right. it be interesting to see what Phantom says. Obviously, I'm on the Broncos. The Tigers are... The I Tigers, think... you yeah. know they're not out of the woods for getting a spoon just yet. Uh, I think the dogs will get it, but yeah, I'm 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 feeling pretty confident about this one. The West Tigers are one position up above you guys. Yeah, like, not, you know, you're not right, this week. You're not, not much after better this week. <laughs> all yeah, right, no all Tigers. Right. The last game: Rabbitohs versus Bulldogs. Oh, Let's go with Rabbitohs every day of the week and twice on Sunday. Uh, yeah, this this will be a big game for the Rabbitohs. I reckon they'll destroy the Bulldogs. It'll be what a huge. What do you think the uh, the uh, difference is? What do we call it? The margin. Uh, what do you think the mate, margin it's, it's going to be margin for this one. I'm going to say forty. Yeah, they're going to destroy the Bulldogs. Look, I'll be a little more conservative. Just I'll go twenty four plus, just because sometimes Souths when they get a big lead against these teams, they then sort of take it easy and relax. Like they did against the Tigers last week, they sort of. They were up by a lot, and they just sort of relaxed. So that's that. that, That's the only thing, though. But right, I'm going to throw down twenty for the margin for that one because I think you're right. But um, all right. Well, that brings us to the end of uh, round eighteen's tips, uh, and also this episode's podcast. So thank you for listening and uh, suffering through Smokes's exuberation for winning (laughs) one of the three games of State of Origin. I've I've got two in a row: the Broncos and the Maroons. This is the happiest I've seen you for a long time and talking about footy. Amazing, mate. What's happening? (laughs) All right. Uh, Well, that's going to bring us to the end. So thank you for listening. Uh, You can always, you know, leave feedback on the website or uh, follow us on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts and and Anchor and Spotify and all those places. Uh, So till next week, see you later. Yippee-yay. See you, go the Raiders. Yippee-yay. See you, boys.